Planet Faz podcast episode seven. We have Riaz. How are you, Riaz? I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm good. First of all, I just want to say thank you for having me on today, man. Oh, thank you. Thank I you so much for coming. I appreciate it, man. Tell us, tell the viewers, tell myself a bit about you, where you're from, your background, who you are. To be honest, as a in a, in a nutshell, really, I mean, I'm from Manchester. Okay. Um, I actually grew up in Germany. Okay. Yeah. So I used to live there. Um. So basically, what happened was. I was born here, okay, and then moved to Germany for about five, five, six years. Right. Uh, came back to England when I was about six years old. Okay. And then been here since. Now I'm just in my final year of uni, man. Um, what are you studying? I'm doing audiology. Audiology, right? Okay. A lot of people don't know what that is. Sometimes they'll be like, right, audiology. What's that? Is that something to do with sound ears? And I'm like, it's basically to do with hearing, treating yes. people with hearing loss, balance issues. ENT, anything like that. Interesting. What made you get into that? <laughs> so, well, initially what I was doing, so um, I wanted to go into sports medicine, right? right. So my first year I did uh, sport and exercise sciences um, at the Uni of Leeds. So okay. I'm still there. Um, and after a couple of months, I realized I don't really want to do it, man. Like, ah. I just wasn't feeling it, innit? Okay. So after that, I, I thought, what can I do? Because <laughs> I don't like blood. Right, okay. Yeah, so okay. Other, going into other routes, into healthcare, was too invasive. Right. Yeah, so I was thinking, right, what can I do that doesn't involve blood? Right. But still is something within healthcare and science. So I, I literally just stumbled across audiology, man. And then I was like, you know what, there's some... So it wasn't like, like your childhood dream. Oh, no, nah, I, didn't, I didn't think to myself, I you know what, I want to be an audiologist. You know, I'm going to be an audiologist. I thought like... I was thinking, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just wanted to do everything. I was that kid that wanted to do everything. And yeah, then as and time like went on, yeah, as I time went on, focus was becoming a bit more towards, geared towards what I knew what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, and even still, there's a lot of transitional phases. I'm just thinking, <laughs> what, what, what yeah, am I going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, when I did it, because I was, what, I was 18, 19 when I yeah. switched courses, yeah. I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah, mm. because if you think about it, right, we're expected to make the decision of going to university, choosing what degree, what we're going to do initially, and that will have an impact on the rest of your life, mm. essentially, right? Because mm. that's what you're doing. And how old are you when you make them choices? Right. You're 16, you're 17, you're in college, yeah. you know. It's like, okay, I was, I was 16, 17 when I made that decision, right? And then going on to that, I realized, okay, I'll do audiology because there's a guaranteed job at the end of it, mm -hmm. because there's a career at the end of it. I'll come out of uni and inshallah, on paper, it looks like I'll be working. Right. So time went on, obviously. I'm in my final year. I've literally got like two months left. Yeah. And I'm not sure if I'm going to go into audiology myself. Right. I, went, I went into it with the phase of during this time because it was, it was a very bumpy ride in the sense of I kept on switching from one thing to another. Bro, I, I kept on thinking, I'm going to do this business, I'm going to do this business, I'll try a bit of this, I'll try a bit of that. Mm. You know, my focus was left, right and centre, bro. Right. In so many places. So I thought, okay, this is the kind of person I'm like, yeah. right? Um, I need to be able to have my focus yeah. on one thing yeah. and put more energy into that. Right. I knew that's not going to be audiology. I knew I'm not going to be, for the next five, ten years, going to go straight into audiology, right? Right. But the fact that that's there, mm. and I'm not saying it's a plan B because I don't like having plan Bs. Right, right, yeah. Sense. A lot of people say uni is the plan B. Yeah, but yeah. 
I mean, the plan B in what sense? Do you get what I mean? Because you're just preparing yourself to fail then. Do you I, love audiology? Hell no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but hear me out, hear me out, right? The, when I'm on placement, right? So I have to drive like two hours to get to my placement, mm-hmm. right? So I'll just stay in a hotel or something like that. When I'm there, I'm, I'm not thinking, yes, audiology, I can't wait. But when I'm there, when I'm treating patients, right? When I'm seeing patients and then when a patient has restored that level of hearing and they're sat there crying their eyes out. Wow. Holding your hand like, wow. Wow, thank you so much. They're so grateful. You begin to realize that that impact you've had on that individual, on their quality of life and yeah. how they're dealing day to day, right? Yeah. And you think like, Whoa, the you know, simplest thing for hearing, we don't. We take it for granted. We bro. take it for granted. That's the one, right? And you're kind of giving the superpower to them. It's like superpower to them now, exactly. isn't it? That they can hear clearly again. Exactly. They don't have to he- wear a hearing aid because a lot of people are embarrassed of wearing hearing aids. Exactly. It's like a, and, and I'm guessing you had that moment where you were like, "This is bigger than what I thought." Yeah. And you know. Yeah. Spot on, bro. Spot on. Because. I kept on thinking, you know what, I can't be asked with this, I can't be asked. And that's that's how I went for, for the first two years. How old are you now? I'm 22. Being 22 and putting this much dedication is is, uh, is big. I don't, I don't, you don't see many 22-year-olds. Alhamdulillah, it's, it's, it's a blessing. I wanted to touch on, right, so you do audiology. Mm. Now, fitness is a big, big thing in your life, right? Yes. It's possibly, uh, by the looks of it, what it comes to me, comes across to me is, is something that you love. Why not choose um or why not try and study or why not try and do something around that and why do audiology is audiology something that you did to please your parents or you know because you said the plan a and plan b so where does fitness come in is fitness in one of these plans what is it well that's, that's, you know what i like the way you articulate your questions man. i like that <laughs> it's good man um so basically for me it was um when we say fitness like I'd be hands down honest. I'm not the, the most fit guy, right? Sure. I, I don't do all these, you know, running every day. Yeah, or running most days, but I'm not, generally speaking, I'm not a, a fitness guy. Right. Yeah, but fitness, um, bodybuilding and weight training, all of that is a significant part of my life. Now, even though I love it, I enjoy it, right? I know that I don't need to study something around that to become... A master at it. To Why? Be, to become special. Because the knowledge, everything is already out there. I don't need to um, go into a systematic way of learning in the sense uh, going to uni to study something related to sports to be able to show and um, basically advertise my passion. Like you don't, need to do, you don't need to have a graphics design degree to become a graphics designer. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. Right? Because okay. there's sources out there yeah. to learn. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And what I did was I integrated my love for editing, videography with gym. And the funny thing is that, bro, I've never been creative my whole life. You tell my mum, I could not even, I can't, I still can't even draw a stick, man. <laughs> Literally, I can't, I'm the least creative person, yeah. When Funny it, enough, your other company or your other Instagram page is called Creative Focus. Exactly. <laughs> and it's funny how things work because 
I started gym just just to gym. I was I was a skinny guy. Right. No, it was it wasn't. I'm not gonna give you the whole cliche story, bro. I had confidence issues. I had this, uh-huh. I had that. Because I wasn't. Because the way I was now, the way I was then, to the way I am now, I was. Mm. It was the same. Just confident guy. Always liked talking, cracking jokes, this that, and the other. Right. I just started because I finished school. I was going into college. I thought, you know what? I'll start a gym. And then I started. And then I was like, I said to my friend, record me. And then another friend record me. And then I'd put my phone up. Record, record what? Of you working Record my workout just to see what my form is like. Right. Right. And then from then I realised, okay, I've got shit form. <laughs> That's what I realised from then. Time went on, I was recording myself more. I was recording myself more. I was like, you know what? Downloaded an app on my phone, whipped up something, just something. Just, and this was from my private Instagram page. Right. Not the, I didn't have a fitness page then. Right. This fitness page only came about about two and a half, three years ago. Right. Right. And things progressed from there. I started to fall in love with just seeing that progress and kind of putting that progress out there and seeing the reaction from people in the sense that how much value that they got from it mm-hmm. and how much, per se, motivation that they'd get from it, mm. right? And then I thought, okay, do you know what? I'm enjoying this a bit more. I actually like, in my own time, researching about, I don't know, how the body deals with under stress um, in the, while you're working out. Mm. I enjoyed reading about nutrition and how different foods benefit you in different ways how you can take advantage of that mm. so one thing left led to another right and then slowly 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 i built the instagram funny enough i built it with one of my mates it was me and him yeah mm. it was riaz um riaz underscore imran or something like that and he is still one of my closest mates yeah he'll most of my stuff my stuff that you see on instagram on my personal page on my fitness page um, like the workouts he's probably recorded most of them he's the man behind recording me right and he's been there with me since the beginning of that now you're probably thinking hang on a minute if you did it together you're not doing the you're not doing the Instagram page with them anymore we, we, we separated ways in that sense like I even said to him like a year and a half after because I was doing a lot more of the editing and everything like that I realised that this is more in line with what I want to do mm. you know so I, I said to him as boys I said yo listen like this is the direction I'm going in. Yeah. And you had that conversation, yeah. basically. And I, I was thinking, how am I going to tell him this? Because this is, this, is, this is my boy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I was like, I said it to him and he was sweet about it. Mm. He was completely sweet about it. And then that was it. And we, we make jokes about it still. We still <laughs> joke about it. I'm like, yeah, I kicked you off the page. <laughs> we, joke, <laughs> we joke about it, innit? Well, that's the beauty of it, bro. Like, right. he respected that decision and he, he appreciated that. I started putting edits together, started putting workouts together. And then it grew from there. One workout, post another workout, and then just learn from YouTube, learn from other people on Instagram, what there was, and how to edit, what stuff they use. Yeah, I yeah. tell you, bro, one thing about the, the fitness industry and social media now, no one wants to help anyone. When you're asking someone for help, yeah? It's like, like dick riding. <laughs> yeah, literally, bro. I don't know why, but in the fitness uh, community, firstly, the fitness community is like, so populated it's unbelievable from men and female side everybody has something some sort of a fitness they're trying to teach you something right but my thing is i like your page because it's somewhat educated right you kind of talk you, on your post you talk me through how you're doing the workout and etc etc it's not a show-off page it's not a posing page Right? How many Instagram pages are there to educate you? 
are you edit what are you using your platform for because instagram was originally built for to be a journal it's mm. your journal right but then you've people have made it into a business which is a brilliant thing but what are you trying to sell what are you trying to educate what are you trying to do with it like for me i use my podcast to share my clips mm. right but these fitness things is so many people just doing the same thing same thing there's no uniqueness your page has a bit of uniqueness is because the way you do your workouts, the way um, you educate people, your post is interactive, right? That's why I was like gravitating. And the other thing, which is the biggest thing, is because you're Bengali. <laughs> you haven't said that yet, but you are, your background is Bengali, right? Yeah. And there's very, I haven't come, come across, I know one kid, he's 16, 17 years old. He's one of the, he, he, I think he's um, deadlifting the most for a 17-year-old. Oh, yeah, yeah, year yeah, old. I've seen him. He's, uh, yeah. and it's funny you should say that. He asked me for some help on, you know, wow. your page and stuff like that. And I forgot as I would the gent- then, guy's name. Uh, Ismail. Ismail, okay. Yeah. And as with anyone, I, I said to him, he, he wanted to know basically um, just some stuff about my protein, how I got on with him. I told him straight up how it, how it worked. And as with anyone that asks me, mm. yeah. What camera do you use? What lens do you use? Yes. How do you edit? Oh, bro. <laughs> Some guy from Canada, a, a friend of mine, connected with me with a guy from Canada who started his podcast and he's like, yo, can you just give me some advice? I went, I gave him like a full crash course. Exactly which cameras I use, what mic I use, why I use it, how much it costs. And I was like, I wish someone did that for me. Mm. I've DM'd a couple of people, but no response. Mm. That's the thing with a lot of people, right? They don't want to, yeah. they think you're going to take something from them. I'm not here to, um, to pose um, to take my top off, anything like that. Like you go on my Instagram, you you're not gonna see a topless picture. <laughs> That's not me. That's not who I am. My values are in in line with what can I provide to people. Mm. Am I providing value to people? Right. Am I providing them with free value through my posts, through what I'm saying? Am I educating them? Am I teaching them about just how to live a better lifestyle? Mm. What you've got is you've got these influencers, right? Yes. What, what are you actually doing? Are you influencing or are you just eye candy in that sense, right? And that's, that's where there needs, to, there needs to be like a disparity between is are you actually influencing people mm. or are you just eye candy? Because th- that's not what an influencer is. You can't just take topless pictures and you can't just be, you know, posing with... <laughs> yeah, whatever, and <laughs> with trying whatever, to get some numbers. Yeah. And trying to get your numbers up on your likes because that's what... That's what it is. It's the vanity metrics. Mm. So many people are focused on the vanity metrics. Impressions, right? engagements. Exactly. Yeah. And while that is a good thing, right? How many of them have you actually impacted for them to think, okay, I want to get up. I want to do something better with my life. Mm. Or on the flip side, is it, oh, I wish I was with like this person. Why am I not like this person? Mm. And then that person feels, you know, you get so many people on social media just wanting to be like the other guy or the other girl. You know, you need to look at how that individual is doing something, take something from that, what you can learn, what you can benefit from, yeah. right? And implement that into your own life. Because it's ethics as well. That person behind the picture, how do they live their life? Do they, does, you know, do they, do they live their life, how they come across on Instagram, like this positive, blah, 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 blah. a lot of these people aren't living the, the, the life that they're posing on Instagram, right? Exactly. It's uh, basically, you'll see what they show you on Instagram, yeah. basically, right? Talk to me a bit about why this why why this in a in a in a in a place where is so many people doing it so many people bigger than you doing it so many people who will make a couple of clicks and they'll get more money mm. than what you're getting probably from your instagram 
So why this? And when did you decide to take this, you know, to the level that you have now? Well, for me, what it's all been, been about is transparency. Be as transparent as I can, right? Now, the thing is that even though in person I'm a confident person, you know, I'll make jokes, whatever. Mm. It was it was very difficult for me to go on camera, talk on camera and post on social media, right? So in that sense, I didn't want to post that much. But then I realised that, okay, so this is my bread and butter. This is my business, right? And for me to grow that, to grow myself, I need to put myself out there more. Now, you see people only post their highlights. The best people say Instagram is just a highlight reel. 10, 15 seconds of someone's life, living their yeah. best life or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And to a, in a sense, that is true on many levels because a lot of people do that. They just post their best things because... Why would you want to, why, if you're trying to, if you're trying to get someone to um, basically follow you and to look at your content, consume your content, from a very um, generalized perspective here, right? Yeah. You're only going to want to show your best bits. <laughs> you know, you're not going to want to show when, when you've, when shit hits the fan, what, what time you've got out of bed and yeah. it's late and, and, and you're there. Like, and, oh, and you're not looking the best. Exactly. Or you're just scrolling on your phone in the morning and in bed. Yeah. You don't want to, no one wants to show their worst because... They're, they're afraid in that sense that they think that, oh, people are going to be like, oh, so that person is just like me. Mm. What am I going to benefit from them then? Mm. They're not different from me. So when people mask themselves to be something that's not on social media, you'll see often it's because they don't, they don't really want to portray who they actually are to the audience mm. because a lot of the time they'll be afraid in the sense that, Oh, I'm only human. <laughs> but but why? Because at some point you didn't have thirteen thousand followers. Some point you had three hundred. Hmm. Why did you take this seriously? Who told you to take it seriously? Why did you go and buy the equipment that you did? I'm sure your parents were saying, you know, this this equipment isn't cheap. Hmm. Um, time is also not cheap. You hmm. recording, editing, putting it out there, not getting anything from it. Why? Exactly. I did it because I enjoy it. I decided to take it seriously because I enjoy it. I didn't do it because okay, I want to be a my protein athlete. I wanna, I wanna get sponsored by Gymshark. That wasn't my, that wasn't the reason I did it. And many people will say that as well. Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't for that. But genuinely, bro, I just wanted to create content for who? To look nice, for people. For people. Yeah. Okay. Because so... it was educating them. When I got that initially, I was, I was bricking it. I was thinking. Oh, if I post this, you know, what, what are people going to think? I'm not a fitness guy. I'm not a mm. gym guy. Mm. But then it had to do with a lot of, a lot of the um, content that I was consuming as well mm. in the sense that, um, you know, you have these books and positive speakers and whatnot. And a lot of people who have more experience in you and more experience in that industry. And you look at them and you think, okay, what did they do? How can I reverse engineer that to kind of benefit myself and benefit mm. others and for me it, it wasn't it wasn't all, always about growing my followers and whatnot because even now bro, i've been doing this for about two and a half years nearly three years and speaking in a um generally speaking thirteen thousand followers isn't really anything to be honest just generally speaking when you when you look at um other people in yeah, the yeah, yeah. industry sure but for me it wasn't about how many followers am i going to get how many likes do i get right mm. it's how many of them am I going to make an impact on, essentially? And that's, what, that's, that, and that's what it still is. And from that, right, and one thing that I can say to anyone listening to this, right, always, obviously coming from a Muslim background, right, 
always stay to stay true to your values mm. yeah don't go against your values for a couple of likes for to get that sponsorship to get this that or the other right right as a muslim right have your and that's where a lot of my values come from mm. trying to adhere to the religion right and a lot of opportunities came for me to do some to do things differently right yeah to approach things differently because that is what would boost followers boost likes boost more engagement because people change they mm. grow they they the way they think matures right and then like you said you'll think why did i do that right it doesn't align with the things that i believe in so we're going to touch on um as to when did your instagram start getting a bit of traction because now it's you treat it like a business mm-hmm. right and I'm sure you get tons and tons of brands reaching out to you. This yeah. collaboration, collaborate with me. <laughs> All the time. Would you like to do this? Would you like to do that? At what point, um, around what time did it start kicking off for you? For me, um, I think it was more of a gradual thing. I didn't wake up one day and think, wow, this Instagram is growing. And So you didn't pay for your followers? Not That's one thing. You know, one thing I did do and one thing that people won't admit, bro, I used to go on pages and I used to follow the shit out of people. I used to follow, 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 follow. <laughs> it is what it is. If it has to be done, it has to be done. This is just like paying for your for, for your post to be promoted. It's like going on pages that, that uh, the followers might relate to you and going following them. Exactly. And I absolutely respect that. The fact that you said it, I respect it even more because a lot of people do it and they're not they, willing to say it. They're not gonna say it. And you know what, because they're embarrassed. Bro, do you know what I used to do? I didn't just used to go on um, fitness pages and follow them. <laughs> oh, but, bro, I'm telling you, I used to, I used to go on, I, say if I see there's a, a, a popular, um, and people are never I can't believe I'm admitting this right so you see like a popular Asian girl right you know there's going to be guys liking that picture yeah, yeah, yeah. so what I used to do bro I used to go on that girl's pictures because I know guys would be liking that right so I'd follow them guys and I'd, and hopefully they they find some benefit from me because I wanted to reach to that community because That's I big. know they're Asian but it, it don't matter them? because any way necessary you need to get there right you're exactly. not going to freaking grow your followers sat at home taking a bunch of pictures all exactly. the time. There's only so much you'll go. For you to do that and for you to admit it is the reason why, you know, the way you're doing it. And for me, it came to a point where I realised, I did that for like a couple of months. Yeah, hands down, I did that. Innit? I, I just used to follow bare people, and then, but I wouldn't unfollow them because I couldn't be asked because it was just too many people. Sure. Only a couple of months ago, I started unfollowing lots that, that nothing related to what I want to do. Mm. So... It came to a point where this is this is not sustainable. This isn't long term because mm. whenever I look at something, I look at is it going to benefit me long term? Mm. How is it going to be long term, right? And for me, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. I couldn't do that long term. Right. I can't do all the engaging with all these different posts and stuff like that. That's hard. That's not me. And you you get people like Gary Vee saying, you know, uh, called the eighty pence method or something like that. I don't yeah. know. He's, he's called it basically you engage, engage, and yes, 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 yeah, I heard of yeah. that, yeah. Yes, that is the thing. But for me, uh, truly looking at it, for me to really grow, I just didn't feel that was beneficial for me for long term. Mm. Might have worked for a lot of people, other people. But for me, again, with my values, I didn't want to be begging it. Mm. I just wanted to do what I enjoy in it and not have it affect me in the sense that I want to, I want more followers. So it came to a point where I just said, you know what? Make your content, enjoy it, reply to DMs, reply to comments, and I cannot stress this enough. To anybody who thinks they're something, right? If you think because you got a couple of thousand followers 
you get a couple of likes that doesn't mean don't reply to dms when people are asking for stuff even still bro every you know two weeks three weeks or something yeah. i'll reply to the, I'll reply i have to, to say DMs. my podcast page was probably what 50 60 followers and i reached out to you and you did reply and 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 you even said you know it, you didn't treat me like my podcast isn't big. Why should I pay attention to someone who's got 50 followers compared to me who's got th- 13,000, right? You gave me a WhatsApp. You were very open. Fair, you, you made me wait. But, <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. But you treated me straight away from the get-go with like the utmost respect. Straight away. You didn't care. You didn't look at my page like, this guy's got this many followers. Well, a lot of people do. Followers can make you feel like something you're not. Hmm. Followers can make you feel like you have fans when it isn't it isn't like that a lot a bunch of people follow you just to even freaking keep an eye on what you're doing or to even hate or accidentally half of your freaking followers don't even engage with you right if you look at how many people watch your story compared to how many people are actually following you right but you like i said you treated me with the utmost respect from the get-go exactly and that's what it is you know and you know what it is like i've even had um so I'll, i'll i'll be having a a conversation or trying to hold a conversation on when someone's dm me when and a lot of the time it's a brother dming me saying what do i use how, how what, what does he need to eat to sure. get big to shred etc etc sometimes i'll completely forget and it's been about two months three months and i've not replied to his dm i opened it or i've not opened it and i've completely forgot so every now and then and i do this less often now because i'm a lot more busy i'll go down all the dms i'll see who i've replied to and then if i've not replied to him right and I'm going through hundreds of DMs right now. Yeah, I'll make sure I know, to reply yeah. to every single person. Yeah. I'll say to him, you know, straight up, I'm so sorry, bro. I completely forgot about and, your and, DM. And, and I can vouch for that because when I double texted you saying, bro, you know, did you manage to see whatever? And you rang me straight away. This is me. Like, everybody knows I don't BS. I don't chat shit. I don't like that brother rang me straight away. He's, I messaged him and he just rang me straight. I was like, what? How's literally? Why is he ringing me for? Is this an accident? I picked up. I was like, hello, you're right. He goes, bro, I am so sorry. I haven't replied to you. And you're like, you felt so guilty. Straight away, I was like, this guy is like, he's, he's genuine. He's not, he don't have no business to even reply to me. Right? But you were, and I can, I'm just like backing what you said. So people don't think you're just saying it. Exactly. And, and, that, and that's what it is, man. Because, no matter what, no matter the followers don't mean nothing, bro. It means nothing. You will still, because there's going to be that individual, there's going to be that person who needs your help in one way or another, right? And if I can impact somebody in just one person, mm. yeah, through any knowledge I can share, anything like that, then it's like, okay, you know, I've, I've fulfilled that duty in that sense. Mm. And that's why, no matter how long it's been, I will reply to every single DM. Apart from the weird ones, I guess. Yeah. You get some fruity memories, I know. bro. You get some I weird know. guys. Not just guys, girls. I'm <laughs> sure you have. I'm sure you have girls in your DM doing craziness. And and that that's the thing, man. You just need to filter out what is going to benefit you. Mm. If someone actually is DMing you for a purpose, or if it's just something that's just to waste your time, and you have to differentiate from that. Yeah. And I think just over time now, I've just re- I've kind of drifted more away from trying to grow my Instagram. Now it's more on trying to grow my business and not trying coming onto your business you do um online um how do i word online it online coaching online coaching yeah but you do like diet as well online yeah. diet plans yeah. online coaching fitness programs yeah i am not against it but i don't believe in it hmm. okay and i want you to you know educate me on this yeah okay just educate me i'm clear 
I wasn't, I didn't come out of my mother's womb knowing everything. With online coaching, there's no physical interaction. I have uh, someone on my Instagram who, who has an online coach. And I actually asked them before I brought you on the podcast. Mm. I said, how did it benefit your life? How did it change it? Do you think it works? For that person, it works. She's saying that, um, you know, the online coach and her, they go through like pictures and say, okay, this is what we can work on. They do a weighing session. You know, they speak thoroughly. They, they, they make the workout, but you're not there physically, right? The other thing is online coaching is, is big money. You can make a lot of money from online coaching because you can get a lot of people done at the same time. Mm. And the other thing is a lot, a good few online coaches, they use the same program and they just dish it out to 50 people. They don't tailor it to individual mm. to individual because it takes time, it takes effort. How do you go about it? And for someone who doesn't believe in online coaching, how are you gonna, in essence, obviously sell it to me. Yeah. This is a very good point you make because exactly what you just said then, I used to do. I wrote fitness ebooks. Yeah, it took me about six, seven months to make. I mm. made an ebook and a nutrition ebook and I used to sell it on my Instagram, mm. right? 13, 19, 15 pounds I used to sell them for, yeah? yeah? And used to dish them out. People used to find some benefit from it, some people right. wouldn't even use it, right. right? So in that sense, I've been there about two, three years ago. That's what I used to do. Um, and I used, But then again, I was thinking, there is no way I can scale this. Long term, this is not going to take me in a position where I want to be. Now, with regards to the online coaching, I've only been doing this. We developed the app on the website um, in November. That's What's the name of your app? It's Linus. So it's, it's a, it's, so it's a Danish company so that we work with and they work with fitness coaches. So the way that works is um, it's exclusive to the clients. So I'll go on to that. Um, but you made a good point. You're not actually there. So the way I do it and the way the approach I take right is to be as involved as i can in that individual's journey so someone comes and applies for the online coaching right mm -hmm. i'll ring them have a chat with them get to know them see why they want it if they're not serious about it i'll tell them is this really for you yeah interesting and that's happened on one occasion right. on one occasion I've, also, I've actually said is this actually for you could you can you do this because this this guy was a very busy guy right he owned a few businesses and, I, and i'm just thinking now i don't want to take this guy's money i don't want to spend my time on that when I know he's not going to be able to fulfill on, fulfill mm. on that, you know? So the way I do it is, is that I speak to him and once, once I've got him on board, right? And it's not just a plan that I'll make for every Tom, Dick and Harry, right? What I do is I make sure it's specific to the T, to their weight, their gender, their height, all of the, everything to do with who they are, their activity level, everything like that is completely custom, right? So, I can't give that same plan or that same nutrition plan to somebody else because say for example if I as an individual if I need 3,000 calories just to maintain the way I am I can't give that to someone who's what I don't know five foot eight mm. and 10 kg lighter than me mm. because that's not going to work for them that only works that's specific for me for my height right. for, for, for how I am for your body type exactly and that's how I work individual to individual right, right. every person has different um, external factors and internal factors on their day-to-day -day lifestyle and how they're going to benefit from that. So that's that aspect of it, right? And so that's completely making it custom to them. The workout right. and the, the, the diets because I'll tell them what food do you like, what food don't you like. Right. And do then, you have allergies? Allergies. Do you want halal? Do you not, need, do you not eat halal? Right. right. And then I have to think, okay, is this person from a white background, an Asian background? <laughs> 
pay. You know, because that's the type of stuff they'll have in their cupboards. Exactly, and I have to, then I have to cater for that individual because I can't make a generic plan. I can't make put like spicy biryani and chicken yeah. biryani for um, some individual who's not um, that tolerable to spices. Right. Right. Whereas us as Bengalis, yeah, bro, we yeah, 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 it's, I'm not here to give you a diet. Right. I'm here to improve on the current lifestyle you have. Right. Right. And Alhamdulillah, the the feedback that I get the most is, bro, um, thank you because this, this this I feel like this hasn't interrupted my routine. It's actually it actually feels like I'm not have to go out of my way. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, a lot of diets feel like you have to change your whole yeah. whatever is inside your fridge, your yeah. cupboard. Yeah. And and, and and the way I see it is that you don't have to change anything in that sense you just change you just change the the portion sizes or um a few of the stuff you're eating but it's right. not like it's not a complete change in your diet anything like that it's finding a balance it's enjoying the food you love yeah but just not as much right it's not indulging and that's the main thing but that's how so the- so you're 22 years old yeah you haven't studied nutrition no you got swole from hitting the gym yeah eating clean yeah having a bunch of protein shakes yeah taking steroids no. <laughs> so, why should I, a thirty-five-year-old man, um, trust you, a twenty-two-year-old kid? So uh, that's that's a that's a good that's a good question because I have some clients who are thirty-nine, forty years old, right? And for me, it was a it was a hurdle I had to overcome. Like, okay, these guys are twice my age. And why would they take advice from me? Who might have even been gym twice the amount of time you exactly. have. Exactly. But they've been lifting while I was in a nappy. Do you get what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So, obviously, I did my personal training course when I was 19. Uh-huh. So, after I finished studying, well, six months of sports science, because right. I know I'm not going to go into it, I dedicated my extra time to then to understanding the physiological aspects of the human body, how the human body essentially works, because I'm a science guy. I like science. And I thought, how can I use this to benefit people so i did my personal training course right um and then with that i just kept on learning because bro i'll tell you one thing now anybody can do a personal training course person to anybody can pass a personal training course they can yeah because i have (laughs) (laughs) going gym it is true and i was i was there with uh you know with a few individuals that were on the personal training course and these were just big yeah twice the size of me but they can't teach someone else. They don't know how to help someone else. They can only help themselves because they don't know how to educate people in that sense. And mm. no disrespect for them. It's just that they only know what works for them. True. So people can, because the majority of my clients, I, they come from my Instagram. They'll go from my Instagram and that's where I make most of my money. Of course. From Instagram, right? And so they'll see my posts. They'll see the passion that I put into it. They'll see the educational, say, the recipes I put up on my story highlights, the recipes I eat. Um, I know because you put like, like you actually, you're, you're, you, what, what I see on your plate is what I see on my plate. Yeah. But like yours is a much more like exactly like you said, you tailored it to yourself because yeah. you have the lentils in, in certain amount. Yeah. And I'm guessing you have the sodium, sodium level calculated, the yeah. rice, how much spices you're putting because all that matters. Yeah. So that when I was watching, I was like, right, OK, so he's not actually 
eating boiled broccoli or whatever. And he's actually eating. I never have the, the normal food that I eat. Exactly. But he's just been able to manage it better. Yeah, and and for me, it's always been about getting bigger, eating more, being in a surplus. So it'll be, it'll be a bit different to what someone else needs to do in terms of portion sizes. Yeah. But for me, I thought that the way I did it was if it works for me, right? Why can't it work for other people? Because I'm not having to go out of my way to um to eat bland food. Right. Okay. So nobody likes bland food. Exactly. And even if you're doing very competitive bodybuilding, which is a whole different sport, which is a yeah. whole different conversation, right? Then there are some um, measures that you need to take. Correct. What what food you're actually eating and the sense that you have to be on a very strict diet. Correct. And a lot of people just take steroids. Yeah. That's that's the truth. You get what I mean? Yeah. But coming back to the nutrition aspect of it and why people should listen to me or why people do um, come to me and take my advice is because um, I'm trying to be as credible as I can with this, with the qualifications, um, which in the real world doesn't really mean much. Personal really? Training conversation, uh, personal, tra- personal training qualification doesn't really mean much. Right. You don't, the nutritional aspect of it, you can, you can you whisk through it all, do the test and yeah, that's done. But with me, I, w- I only look at it long term can I do this long term? How is it going to benefit me? Mm. Right. And how can I benefit other people from it? So it's always constantly learning. Like I'll still be learning. And even my sister. So my sister, she's a qualified nutritionist, right? Wow. So she did nutritional sciences. How old is she? She's going to kill me if I don't know. Uh, she's 20. Make sure you go two years below what you're thinking. She's 27. She's right. 27. She's okay. four years old. No, she's 26. Oh yeah. boy, she get oh boy. Yeah, she's 20, she's, she's, 20, she's 26. You call her yeah. 27 and she's 26. Oh, you're finished. <laughs> and, and do you know what it is, bro? I'll be straight up again here. A lot of the time, what you see on my Instagram is not what I eat all the time. Okay. I I do eat rubbish a lot of the time. Bro, yeah. I, I, you know, straight up, I eat takeout about three or four times a week. Wow. I ring one of my boys, I say, yo, let's go oodles, let's yeah. go Virginia's, yeah. let's go grab a burger, let's grab this. But I don't post that because I want what I want to post is to benefit people, Correct. right? And right. To, and people who need to know what I eat, they already know. Yeah. But the only reason I, I'm not here on social media to showcase my life, right. what I'm doing. I'm here to just benefit people, right? And the, the way I look at it is that I, I eat that because I can, I can manage it. It's realistic for me, you get what I mean? For, yeah. for what my goal is. Because I don't want people here thinking that you can eat burgers, you can eat all of this rubbish, <laughs> and you can still yeah. attain a decent physique. Some can, genetics. Very, very few, few amount of people, because I know, he, he knows one of my friends, um, these guys will mac McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, mm. and continue to be below 11 stones. It's, it's unbelievable how they do it, but it's genetics. Some people can. Exactly. But majority, 95ers and stuff like that, yeah. you can't. And, and, and that's the truth, man. I do eat out regularly and I do eat out often, right? But I balance that with the rest of the days of what I eat. And, and the thing is that the reason why I don't want to post my food when I'm out is, and you might think this is a bit of, oh, okay. Contradicting. Yeah, no, not even contradicting. It's, it's, it's a bit like, because imagine I'm posting some good food that I've bought, yeah? Some nice place. Someone on, that, on my Instagram, in that sense, is not going to have... The opportunity to eat out regularly to eat that right. time, to have because for me eating out is a luxury for me to be able to go out whenever i want to just to buy that burger it's a luxury for me bro right you know what i mean because there right. were times when we were younger we wouldn't do that bro yeah yeah, yeah you know yeah, what i mean yeah yeah so to go out and get that is, is, is a luxury so you don't even like that kind of you look at it almost like showing off yeah 
Wow. I, I don't want I don't want to show off with anything. Do you wow, get what I mean? Okay. I'm just here yeah. To I've noticed your Instagram is like you don't have posts of like you in a nice car, you with like you showing off your clothes. No, nothing, nothing like that. And th- for me, there's no substance in that. Do you get what I mean? And I don't want to show off any anything to do with um, material aspects. Yeah. Anything, to, bro. I can, most of the clothes that I wear on my Instagram is free that I got from either <laughs> from, from the sponsors. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not paying for this. I'm not paying for this stuff. So there's, there's nothing for me to flex out here. Right. You know what I mean? So many people again. The whole the whole flex society. There's a, that's a whole different conversation. But mm-hmm. so many people, individuals that, that are showing something which is unattainable, are showing something that they don't have. On something that is temporary right mm. and people who cannot attain that they look at that they think i want to attain the unattainable and they yeah. can't and then they're thinking oh shit i'm not good enough i'm not this i'm not that so for me it's as basic as it is is you know what i eat and the reason i post them foods is because i've gotten clients like that mm. i've actually had people dming me saying how do you how do you make this right give me a ring i'll, I'll chat to you right. sign this client i kid right. you not and that's 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 what now is is a transition for me of how can I gear it more towards um a, an, an online coaching but, but page at twenty two. Okay, so does your sister help with the nutrition plans? No, she just disses me whenever I eat shit at home. She goes, look. But even you, though she's she's a new qualified nutritionist, don't you think it would be better to have someone like that on board who can maybe? That's that's a that's a that's a, that's a very good point. But the thing is, how do you know at twenty two? How you can change a 35, 39 year old man's diet? Because age doesn't matter with this. It when doesn't, you, but like, when, where I, do I, you get what, this? I get what you mean, but when you're, con- when you're, when you're consuming knowledge and when, you've, when you're qualified in that, because what I do is, it's a nutrition guide, right? Even though it's a diet plan. Okay, but how did you learn this? I learned from YouTube. Um, right, what, this is what I'm read, trying to get. Reading blogs, reading science blogs, um, muscle direct, bodybuilding.com. Um, Medline right. um, pages Even speaking to my sister Because she would diss me To the point I would get so annoyed Like What's, why are you always dissing yeah, yeah, <laughs> But yeah, she yeah. did it Because she loves me right? And she right. did it Because she wants She goes You know Why don't you learn More about this Right, right? But don't you think It's somewhat Okay Don't you think You selling nutrition plans hmm. Is somewhat disrespect To her craft Because she's qualified No Because What I do is Because the difference Between an online coach And a nutritionist Right and What a nutritionist Will give you Right is basically if you follow this and something happens, right? They've got that insurance. If something happens to you, they're insured because they're they're in the nutritional world. They're fully qualified with nutrition. Right. Right. I'm as a personal trainer, and what it's it's kind of it's like in the in there's a gray area. Yeah, there's it? a gray area. We're not nutritionists. Right. We're not nutrition experts. We're we're um, qualified in giving nutritional advice. Right. Right. But that person doesn't have to follow it. So if I give a plan to someone, the thingy, it is only a guide. That nutrition, that nutrition thing is a guide. We never say to clients, this is something that you have to follow. I always say is there is flexibility with it. This is not <laughs> right, something right, that you have right, to follow. Right. But what I use, um, and again, every time the way I look at it is how to maximize my efficiency and my productivity. The company that I worked with, Alhamdulillah, they've got nutritionists on board which formulate a lot of the meals as well right i tailor it to the client right i make it sure it's tailored i add my own recipes right i'll do my own due diligence i'll make sure that this is right for that client you know what i mean and so it's not just you it's actually a whole team this is like a whole yeah so how, how company it, yeah so how it works is they they provide me with the facilities right, right? okay and, and I, I i action that 
basically. So, okay. so they don't just, they actually work in the fitness industry and in the health and fitness industry in basically helping fitness and online coaches into developing apps, into having their own website, their own autonomy, um, and not spending hours making a plan and making a boring plan, something mm. accessible. So a client will go on the app, they can see a picture of what they're going to eat, the macro breakdown, right? Yeah. And like you said, is it is it disrespectful to a nutritionist? No, because um, firstly, I'm, uh, what a nutritionist can do is a lot more than me. You know what I mean? Yeah. In, this, in the sense that they don't just give a new a diet plan, okay, follow. To be honest, I don't know the, the nitty-gritty details of yeah. what a nutritionist does to impact someone, someone's life, but they look at more in-depth into diabetes, cholesterol, Correct. potential causes of cancer. They go right down to the macros and to the exactly. microorganisms of that yeah. food. And, and yeah. how that food and, and how, diff- how we basically um, absorb and digest different amino acids, how yeah, different yeah, yeah, yeah. carbohydrates work. And that's what I wanted to look at more, you know, different types of com- carbohydrates, the complex, your simple carbohydrates, right. how they work, how they release energy in your body, right. um, you know, how the body stores fiber. Yeah, 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 All yeah. of that is just so in-depth. But what a nutritionist would do, they look at it even more in depth. They look at it in the sense that when there's disease involved, right. when there's more health benefits involved. Okay. For me, it's just about improving someone's health now I get lifestyle. You. Now I get you. A nutritionist, what they do is improving someone's health if they have something like a disease, or like diabetes, if they have um, excessively high cholesterol levels, if they have, if they've um, unfortunately um, developed a form of cancer because of what they're eating, mm. skin conditions. Mm. That's what it goes on to in more of a medical field in that right, sense, in okay. that guidance. And okay. As an online coach, as a nutritional advisor, I advise on what would be good to lose weight, mm. to gain weight. So why why not uh, become a personal trainer in the gym? Or have you done that? No. Why not? <laughs> well, when I did my online coaching course, uh, not the online, uh, the personal, personal training, training course, course yeah. I did that. Um, so after I um, changed course, um, I changed in, I think it was 2018, but it was like April time. So between April and September, I wasn't in uni, 2018. So I was 19 years old. And that's the transition of starting audiology in end of September. So I thought in that time, I'm just going to work, 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 work as much as I can, work two jobs, work as much as I can, and then come home and work as well mm. and learn, right? So obviously I did the online, um, the personal, I keep saying online courses, I did the personal training course in the summer. Yeah. And um, from then, it, ba- it, it basically went back to how can I maximize my efficiency I'm not going to get to where I want to be by working on the gym floor. First of all, because I already work weekends. I have to go back home for weekends. And when mm. you said about three, we got car from warehouse yeah. selling phones, you know, left right center. We need to do a different podcast on these phone companies. <laughs> man, man. The salesman since time, man. Trust me. Um, oh, but, shit. <laughs> yeah, like... Um, oh, shit. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> so, what phone do you want then? <laughs> oh, shit. So, um... For me, it goes back to, and I always go take it back to this. How can I maximize my efficiency, mm. my productivity, and how is it going to benefit me long term? Can I scale this? Is this really scalable? Me working as a personal trainer, exchanging my time for some money in that sense, I can't facilitate that. I'm in uni three, four days a week. I'm in placement three, four days, nearly five days a week. I'm working on the weekends. Then I've got another job on the weekend on top of my first job. Mm. So how am I going to be a personal trainer? In a, in a yeah. gym, I thought, okay. So There's then, not enough hours in the day. Yeah, so I was stuck in a row. I was thinking, right, 
what am I going to do in it? I've got this, I've qualified now, yeah? Did I qualify just to put it on my bio that I'm a PT? <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, and that's what it was essentially. It was just in my bio. Personal trainer, nutritional advisor, whatever. Mm. Never trained a person before on the gym floor. Yeah. And you don't have to because you learn from... And we live in an information era, mm. right? People are consuming so much information. People are, are giving so much information. And that's what I thought. I want a piece of that pie. Mm. Yeah? That's how I can maximize my efficiency. And for a long time, that's when that's when I started on the ebooks. I thought, yeah, man's gonna be balling from these ebooks, bro. <laughs> and <I'm> millionaire. <laughs> so I thought, like, okay, so I did that. And for me, um, whilst I was doing that, I was diverting into other kind of looking at different businesses, right? Mm. And so to do the ebooks, to write them and to design them, and it took me about five, six months. Right. Yeah. Um, I stopped doing them about a year and a half ago. I just stopped, I just couldn't because it just, I just didn't think it's going to benefit people long term. It's not going to benefit me long term. Mm. So that's when I thought, okay, stop trying to do every other business there is. Stop trying to go into everything else. And this was while I was at uni, right? Mm-hmm. I'd, you know, lunch times, I'd be doing my edits, come home, do my edits. And then at night time, I'd look at X, Y, and Z yeah. business opportunity. Yeah. How to do that. Yeah. And, it actually came, the, the, the way I came to online coaching and trying to do it as properly as I can. And like you, I respect everything you've got here, but you yeah, want to do it you. proper, innit? Thank and you. And yeah. you want to make an impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how, that's how serious. I... Serious. I want to take it serious, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And when people see you're serious with it, they take you seriously. Right. Do you get what I mean? So from then I thought, I was actually trying to, I was into going into another business, right? And I was building a website for it. Hmm. And I don't know the anything about coding anything like that so i tried learning it <laughs> i just i just couldn't i just couldn't alongside you i, I, I couldn't so i i went on a generic website builders right yeah. to try and build that to try and build um, a brand around that mm. and then whilst i was building it for this business right um, that i wanted to do i looked at it and i thought and i i, I swear to you i nearly finished this business right i, I did so much research into this i spent my whole summer on this mm. right um and then because what I would do in the summers, I'd, whilst working at Carphone Warehouse on the weekends, I'd get another job in the summer, Monday to Friday, right? right? So, and then, because that way I'll just, it'll be something for more money, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, of course. So I'd come home and I'd be like, I looked at it and I thought, why don't I do this for myself? Why don't I make a website for myself? So for about eight, nine months, I was building a website, trying to build something, right? Nothing was going right. I was thinking, this doesn't look right, this looks crap. Mm. But then I thought, do it proper. Whatever you've done, you've done it properly. So I, from there, I went on and um, within, that, within that time, whilst doing that, I fell in love with videography more. Right. And within that lockdown, alhamdulillah, right, despite, I wouldn't even say the, the other the ventures that I tried failed because I learned massive amounts from them. Mm. I learned a ton about myself and about how to approach different things and how to kind of... Um, Again, maximize your productivity and your efficiency, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's what I learned from them. So, alhamdulillah, for them, doors that were closed because the doors that have opened now, mm. you know, oh, you count your blessings on that. Do you yeah. get what I mean? So, from then, from within that lockdown, I obviously create a focus came as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was before I released it online. What coaching. is what is that about? What is that for? So it's I realized, right? What is creative focus? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's essentially uh, videography and photography 
business that I started, right? Okay. And to be honest, I didn't know much about photography. Right. I didn't know much about videography. Right. I'm still learning so much, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I just thought, look, I know how to edit, okay? And I know how to use a camera to an extent, okay? Mm-hmm. And people always ask me what I'm, what I'm using, if I'm, that my editing is sick. So I thought, all right then, <laughs> just thinking. So then that's when I started planning and planning. And before I started, I started watching more videos on videography. I started doing some stuff at home, right? And this was something that came out of the blue. Like this was, you know, and I just thought, okay, now how do I essentially make this into a business? Mm. How do I make money from this? Because it's one thing, yeah, I'll enjoy it and whatnot. But for me, it's, again, long term. How do but I make- aren't you juggling too much? Audiology, placement, uni, creative focus, online this, Instagram page. Well, <laughs> a lot of people tell me that they say that I work too much but if I'm not if I'm not doing all of that I get anxious bro yeah, yeah, like yeah, I just yeah, feel yeah. like oh, what am I going to do now like what, yeah. what, what's there to do I like keeping myself busy I'm like you know? that exactly very much like that exactly and for, for, for me that's where that's where that's my release that's where I find peace yeah, yeah, yeah. I need every hour of the day to be taken up with something yeah. If, yeah. It's, if I've got an hour where I'm just sat like what like I was like, what the fuck is my life come to? Literally. What am I doing? Exactly. Man. I've got nothing to do. Exactly. Like I have to have something that occupies me, whether that be a sport, an activity, or a podcast, or my work, something. Exactly. Like to the to the time I'm going to bed, like oh this is it. I yeah. need to go to bed. It's getting too late. Yeah, exactly that man. And so while whilst to the outside world it looks like there is so much. Alhamdulillah, over time I've I've managed I've learned to manage it well to to make the most of my mornings, make mm. the most of my nights, and it's just the videography aspect of it as well, the creative focus, how it would work. I just literally I, I reach out to 50, 60, 70 different businesses. I would mm. DM them, hi, I do I would love to do some free work mm. to build my portfolio, blah blah blah, and from then I I did it I did a, I did a few free um, gigs yeah, yeah 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 and. Um, I, <laughs> the first time, right, and it's actually this place in Bolton. Have you ever heard of Seda's Chimney Cakes? <laughs> Big up my guy, Chimney Cakes, because these cakes are sick. They're sick. So he's called, um, he's Lee. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big up to this guy, right? He, I, we agreed to do a free shoot. I said I'll do a free shoot for your free videography yeah, thingy. Yeah, chimney Cakes. Bro, I, I, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, bro. Sick, man. <laughs> I went, yeah, the guy closed up shop. Oh. He goes, we're gonna no close up shop to do the thingy. Right, okay. So he goes, okay, we're gonna we're gonna we'll close it. We'll do it. I was like, okay. And I thought I'll be there for an hour shooting. Yeah. Kalas, yeah. job done. Yeah. He was prop, and this was my first paid job. The guy paid me at the end of it, even though he said to me, yeah, we'll have to do a free thingy. And I said to him, free. He goes, yeah, take the opportunity. So I went there. We did it. We had a lot of fun. We worked together. We did about three hours, and he handed me some money after it. And I said, what are you doing? He goes, this is for your time. I said, but no, this is a free shoot. And bro, <laughs> it was that sixty pound, right? That I had, that I earned from my first shoot. Yeah, I swear to God, that sweetness I felt from that. I was like, I just messed about with a camera. For me, that's what it was essentially. Yeah, Did yeah, a few yeah. things with the camera, yeah. right? And my guys paid me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then yeah. I was like, whoa. And that's when the free shoot stopped. So I was like, I'm making I was some like, money. money. <laughs> 60 quid made you feel like, yeah. you know? 
and you know, and it's with anything, bro. It's like when I used to sell sweets at school, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always been how to how to try and making money. And when I used to get that one pound, bro, from selling that Lucasaid, or I do a deal, I give you a Lucasaid. <laughs> don't sell Lucasaid in school, please, bro. <laughs> you know, please stay in school. You know, do, do whatever. Don't, yeah, sell, don't, don't sell sweets. Um, but it's that because you realize you you did this all by yourself. Mm. You're not well, that any of that's not going to anyone else. Mm. You did that, and that sweetness you feel from that. And you didn't even go in thinking you're gonna make something. Yeah, that was the most weirdest thing and about that's it. That's what it was. Literally after it, the chimney cakes we made. Um, we sat down, five or six chimney cakes there, but we're no sauce, ice cream. My yeah. guy's just feeding me and feeding me, bro. Yeah. We sat there laughing and talking, and top guy, yeah. Exactly, and to this day, like you know, if he if he if he does listen to this, I might have to show him this bit. If yeah, he yeah, listen yeah. To this, Lee, honestly, like what you did for me that day has really leveled up my videography yeah. career or passion and photography in that sense because. Now I've learned to value myself a lot more. Mm. If a client says to me, now a potential client, a lead comes to me and say, oh, can you do this shoot for me? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, what do you need? Um, and then they tell me that budget. I say, okay, sorry, I can't. You know what I mean? You, you're expecting, you're expecting, you know, uh, A-list um, uh, project mm. with a Z-list budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's really allowed me as well with the online coaching as well. Can I touch on that as well? Hmm. How many hours did you spend learning editing? Or handling a camera or researching. Exactly. A lot of time. Exactly. I'm, I'm right? thinking. Yeah, a lot of time. Me. I don't understand why people don't value your time. Hmm. You spend hours and hours hmm. and hours dedicating to learning just to how to handle a camera and make an edit. Hmm. That is what I'm paying you for. Not I'm not paying you based on anything else. I'm paying you because you spend fucking t hours learning your, this shit and that's why you deserve the money that you were asking for you can't i can't expect you right if i make a logo for you how much do you value that logo right the nike tick the guy who exactly. made the nike tick how much did he value it and how much did nike value it mm. right how much did nike pay him and how much should nike have paid him mm. are you with me exactly the hours that you have spent researching is what clients should consider exactly. that's why a lot of people I always say this to you know people or friends who start businesses don't undersell yourself mm. like don't sell yourself short if you think you deserve a certain amount charge be exactly. be willing to ask for that certain amount right if you don't feel confident go and fucking learn exactly do a couple of free shit go and learn exactly. and then you can you can you can charge and also clients if you have that budget, then, then, then don't approach someone who's going to ask you that type of money. And don't get disheartened saying, oh, why did this person ask me 500 quid when my budget is 100 quid, mm. right? Ask for 100 quid worth of work and you'll get 100 quid worth of work. Exactly. And from, from that, it's a very good point you made because like, I'll, what, what I do is I keep a, a separate file on my, on my phone of all the videos I've edited, gym videos, anything like that. And there's over 600 videos in that, mm. okay? I've dedicated well over 600 hours, okay, to learning to edit, to videography, everything like that. So when I'm going to a shoot, or in anybody in the creative world, mm. right, whenever they're going to do something, like you said, you're not paying them to do that one hour, two hour, three hour shoot, mm. right? You're paying them of them 600 hours that they learn, yes. them X amount of hours, yes. now that they've been able to come and carry out the job exactly and yeah. in that sense charge based on 
how much you value yourself yes not based on the project be honest with yourself exactly don't try and don't try and think that oh i can i can charge what he charges exactly or can you do what he fucking does exactly if you think you can fair if you think you can do better charge fucking more exactly and that's why you get a lot of um you get a lot of individuals right they've got the best equipment yeah and they think that they should charge based on the equipment Equip- that they've got no Allah. that doesn't matter do you get what I mean? It, like it matters. You grab like I've shot a wedding. I've shot um, up close um, restaurant takeaway promos, dessert promos. I've shot gym videos, vlogs, mm. exactly with the same lens and with the same same camera yes. that I use. I have one camera and one lens and a kit lens. <laughs> yeah, I do everything with that, and it's a yeah. fixed thirty millimeter lens, bro. Right, right, Not right. the best for weddings, yeah, bro. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so. It's about your versatility. Mm. How versatile are you with what you've got? Mm. You've got the you've got the recipes to make the cake, mm. right? But what kind of cake are you gonna make? Yeah. You know what I mean? Talk to me a bit about your relationship with these fitness companies that you have. How did they come about? Why did they come about? And when did they come about? So, um, again, a good question, man. Because um, before you actually answer it, you have thirteen thousand followers. Yeah. That's fuck off. Compared to these big, big 100, 100K Simeon plus. and compared to these, all these massive people are these people who aren't even signed to anyone. Mm. Some people just have <clears throat> tens of thousands of followers just for showing skin. So why did these brands reach out to you as well? Why they did? I don't know. Mm. I might have an idea. I don't, actually, I don't know. I, I, all down to God's will. Right? right. Because the way it worked with my protein, right? So before that, I would get sponsorship but the one that i had in mind when i realized that what i'm doing is slowly working you can even go down to my first post which i did you'll see i tag my protein in it yeah, which i saw yeah in majority did. of my post my protein i had to scroll quite a bit but yeah my protein gym track i tag them all the time yeah. and then i realized like okay if it's going to happen it's going to happen okay um so i think what brands a lot of the time look for is is someone that's their selves right and the way I Wait, you were tagging them. Did that? Is that how it got? No. Right. <laughs> nah, because, bro, imagine, imagine these companies, yeah. right? They're billion pound, million I'm, pound I'm companies. big on, like, you know, people who constantly add these companies thinking they're going to notice. It's like, how many millions of people are tagging them? Exactly, man. And, and, and that's the thing that I realised. You know what? How can I be different? Okay, so... Right. For them to notice you. Exactly. And do, do, you, know, do you know what it is? Um, I just kept on posting. Kept on posting and... Coincidentally, like I'd have my protein on. Do you know what I mean? Because that that's the literally the training gear I owned. Just all stuff my protein. Whey protein was my protein. Mm. Like you know, all the supplements, creatine, pre workout, all of that was my protein. Since I was about sixteen, yeah, right. I used to use like my college bursary funds <laughs> to 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 spend on that. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I think just over time, um, I just kept on obviously doing that, following my protein. Um, and I emailed them. Interesting. And here's what a lot of people won't tell When them. did you email them? It's not when, it's how many times. <laughs> right. It's not when, it's how many. So I emailed them saying, I DM'd them, I emailed them, I DM'd different, like, like hi and stuff like that. I emailed them saying, saying hi, um, you know, I really enjoy the company, blah, blah, blah. Um, this, that, and no one would ever reply to my email, okay? Finally, when, when, when they did get in contact with me, and when it did happen, like... How did it happen? Like, what do you mean it happened? So just, it didn't just happen. <laughs> so what happened was, um, I actually got an email back. After how many tries? 10, 20, 30? 
do you know what? I didn't go that bad. I think it was. I, g- I gave it some time in it. Um, Double digits. I don't even. I don't even think. Do I think about four or five? Yeah. Okay. And it was spaced out, and I just, um, I just carried on. I just carried on doing what I'm doing. At, right? at that point, when they replied to you, how many followers did you have? About nine thousand. Okay. About nine thousand. Yeah. Okay. Um and with me it was just because at that time if you go on my page you'd see majority of what i was wearing was my protein and i'm okay. just doing my stuff just okay. editing how i want to edit okay. posting how i want to post right and then they're like okay yeah uh, we'd love to have you on board they yeah. did a trial first just to see if I'm, if I'm if i'm right for them and then yeah and then since then it is to where it is now and one thing i want to touch on is that i stay true to my values mm. in the sense that I'm not going to take my top off. Mm. I'm not going to be posting abs, mm. this pecs, this, that and the other, right? To gain attention from a brand mm. so that they can sign me. Interesting. Because that goes against my values, the religious values, mm. and the way I'm trying to live my life. For what? For Did you make week? that clear with them from the start? No, because... I, cause I, cause, well, I'll, I'll touch on that, actually. Funny you should ask. Um, so with that I just thought always stay true to your values yeah and God will open the doors for you right and I have witnessed this firsthand right you know you give something up for the and looking at it from a Muslim perspective mm. uh, because um, you know a lot of my followers are Muslim as well but looking at it from an Islamic and a Muslim perspective if you give something up for the sake of Allah mm. Allah will give you something back better tenfold. Right. Guaranteed. And I have witnessed this, bro. Yeah. I've seen this. You know, I'm not going to go into the details, but I have seen this. Okay, yeah, for sure. Exactly. For sure. And I'm sure many people have. For sure. But it's just about having that faith and belief. Right. And that's where... Patience. Yes. And that's where religion comes into it heavily. Right. A lot. And having that faith. So, and touching on what you said, did I make it clear? Uh, when I work with brands, I'm not going to be showing... Uh, I'm not going to be... Doing Isla- X, Y, Z. Islamically yeah. naked. Right. Okay? Right. So, I don't know if you noticed, but I did a shoot for a campaign for my protein recently. Yeah. Um, and what is that? The milkshake one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Listen, my eyes are. I look at everything, of everyone. You pay attention, extreme man. Extreme detail. I like that, man. People say, "Oh, why are you always watching other people's shit?" That's my job. That's what I do. Especially people I can seek inspiration from, motivation from, and people who are doing something that works. Exactly. If, a, if I have a, I'll just give this analogy quickly that uh, my father told me. If you're a farmer and you grow carrots and your neighbor's farm uh, and your neighbor farmer is growing better carrots than you, go and fucking look why the fuck they're making better carrots than you. Go and ask them why they're making better carrots than you because he's having the same weather, he's in the same fucking soil and he's doing better than you. Why? Go and learn. So that's what I do. I follow your page, I follow a bunch of other people's page and I'm constantly like, okay, okay, why is he doing this? How is he doing this? What differentiates him? How can I do the same thing, but maybe better? Maybe I'll perform him, hmm. right? So that's why I keep an eye on other people's page. But yeah, go I on. Re- I read that, man, because it's, it, it, it's, it's similar to what I, what I do actively, is how can I reverse engineer or take a few things from what someone else is doing and do it better. Do it better or add my 100%. own stuff because a, a lot of stuff is basically um, imi- imitation. Right. Imitation is basically the best form of flattery yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah, yeah. so you have to look at someone in you know someone who inspires you 
there is some there is already a Jeff Bezos. Yes. I'm not saying he inspires you. I'm just thinking everyone was going to know who Jeff Bezos is. Mm. There is already a Jeff Bezos. There's already one Amazon. Don't try and make the next Amazon. Mm. Don't try and be the next Jeff Bezos, right? Try and be the next best thing. Going back onto the um with my protein. Mm. Um so we did the campaign and I was a bit nervous beforehand. Yeah. Um because they told me that the scene I was doing was a boxing scene. Right? right. So the uh, so that setting that scene, I first thing that came to my mind, what do boxers wear? Shorts. That's mm. it. Shorts and no top. I, I I'm here thinking, damn, I'm gonna be oiled up, yeah. <laughs> and sweating, like, looking like yeah. I'm sweating. So I was I was concerned because I was thinking, I don't want to turn up that day and be like, and they'll like, ask you do something yeah, and you're yeah, uncomfortable. They're like, they're like, okay, so for this shot, we're gonna we're gonna have your top off and whatnot. That's the first thing that came to my mind when I saw Ria's boxing scene. I was, <laughs> I was like, "What? Okay, now nah, this isn't." And then I had to say to myself, "This is a big campaign that I'm going to be a part of, right?" And they've chosen me for a reason. But then I then I said to myself, and it wasn't even it wasn't even, I didn't even have to second guess. I said to myself, "Well, make sure that you don't have to do anything that you that's going to go against you know your values, and if it is." Happily just say, okay, this is not the one for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That door's been closed and another one's going to open. Yeah. So um, I messaged one of the guys um, who deals with a lot of the people on my point and I said to him, yo, listen, um, it's going to sound a bit weird, but because of my religious values and where what I'm about and where I come from, I've, I've noticed I'm on a boxing scene, blah, 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 blah. I'm not really too comfortable if that's what I'm going to be doing, like having to take my top off or something like that. Mm. And I, just before people think like, wait, this guy is... You know, Bill. However, mm. why doesn't he want to take his top off? Like, mm. do you get what I mean? Because you'll see everyone, and not that there is anything wrong. I don't have anything against yeah. anything like that. But know? that's who you are. Yeah, do what you need this to do. Is with your it. Decision. Do what you need to do. It's your decision. I respect that. But for me, where it all stems from is religion. Mm. Okay, and trying to be um, a better Muslim, essentially, long term. Okay. Right. Um. So that that's that's where it comes from. People are thinking, oh, what's the yeah, this yeah, clown yeah. about in it? Um. So then he goes, oh, nah, I'll ask him. He asked him, he goes, nah, it's fine, you don't have to. I was like, sweet, I'll do it. So when did it, alhamdulillah, success, didn't have to take, didn't have to take, even when I said to my mum. the chocolate sprinkle and that. Even when I said to my mum. And you were, do, you, you were doing, is, you, were you drinking something yeah, as well? Yeah, drinking the, drinking the thing. My <laughs> research is deep, you know, I'm telling you, so my research guy, is I, I deep. Like, I do that a lot, I look at the Yeah, you were putting the strawberry on. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, this is how I passed. This is how I passed my exams, it's photographic memory. I don't remember it. Yeah, it's true. It. Photographic memory, I just see things and I just remember it. No. The word Gymshark athlete or Nike athlete or Adidas athlete, these influences, right? These are influences who are classed as a company's name and an athlete. Do you think they are actually athletes? No. Do you think they should represent the athletic life? If what they're doing embodies that in the sense that because someone going to the gym being built is not athletic mm. because you can get a, a guy who's i don't know six foot plus mm. um and let's say generic 100 kilos yeah but he can barely run to save his life the guy gets tired after 10 seconds right but he, he's benching 180 kg 200 mm. kg right that for me Athleticism is all about explosiveness, power, endurance, everything, not just power in isolation. Mm. Um, you have to look at a whole factor of athletic abilities, right? And are you professional? Yeah. Are you actually a professional athlete? You know what I mean? Are you a footballer? Are you a exactly. gymnast, right? 
in my eyes, it can come across somewhat disrespectful if I love Nike. Firstly, mm. let's get this out of the way. I'm trying to get signed by Nike. <laughs> Nike, if you're listening to this, I say this every time. Nike, if you're listening to this, Nike, if you're listening to this, I'm trying to be like them. You know them, um, them, them influencer people who at the companies and try and get a sponsorship. I'm being what I said I shouldn't be, but I'm just messing, anyways. But I'm trying to get. If I get ever signed by Nike or anything, I would personally think it's somewhat disrespectful them classing me as an athlete, Nike athlete, Nike runner, when there's professional fucking runners and athletes who are doing this years and dedicating their life, right? And I'm, they're classing me as, as someone similar. It's, it's, it's funny you should say that because I think when these partnerships with Gymshark or with my protein, when people will say Gymshark athlete, my protein, and look bro, I put on my bio my protein athlete. Mm. Do you know what I mean? For credibility, mainly for credibility purpose. And yes, I am an athletic individual. I used to play basketball. I did play rugby. I did do athletics. I did do football. Like you'll see my trophy cabinet at home is mm. literally, I even did dodgeball, every sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to participate in as much sport as I can. Sure. And obviously as time went on, it was mainly gym or trying to focus on a bit of MMA. Um, so from, from that aspect of it, I think there's, and I'm not just saying this from because I in mind it says my point athlete. Mm. I'm not going to be defending myself here. I'm not a professional athlete, mm. you know. Um, my goal is not to be a professional athlete, but I think mainly for credibility, what a lot of people do is is more credible mm. than just having them in your bio. Interesting. Or than just saying because imagine if you, if if I put in my bio, right, um, my protein. Use my code thirty five percent off. There's a certain aesthetics. To a bio. I know what you're saying. And in essence, it's like a landing page. The way you read it. Yeah. It's like a landing page for a website. Mm. You look at it and it's clean and structured. That's the way I want mine to do. What I do, I help men increase their confidence and their physiques. Mm. I'm, a, I'm a university student. Mm. I'm an online coach, right? I'm partnered with these brands. And that's what I'm clearly um, underlining on my bio. Now, when people, right, okay. when when you when you come to the topic of people having athlete on after the thingy, I think that's just the term used for someone who's um, a sponsored individual for that company, right? Right. A lot of people don't put athlete; they right. put Gymshark, just Gymshark, or just my protein. Um, and I think it's a lot to do with credibility, trying to clearly. Um, on your social media um, because again if you're selling something it's like a website it's your landing page you want to have it as clear cut as possible yeah, 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 yeah if i was to just put say for example even with i put on create um i put creative focus founder yeah. that i basically created creative focus yeah. <laughs> i created creative focus yeah, yeah. And i am creative focus because i want to clearly outline what I do. Mm. I am a videographer, creative focus. I am partnered with my protein, right? I am an online coach. Instead of just putting I like basically I want someone to look on my page and to instantly know what it is I do. To have a look like this, yeah? And then they know, okay, he does this, he does that. He's at the uni of I I I've not even put UOL. I put uni of Leeds. Right. So imagine if there's people from uh, uni of Leeds like, oh he goes to my uni follow right, 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 right. maybe that's another client everything counts everything counts every word the way you put it where you put it aesthetics even, even the age yeah 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 yeah. because yeah. again touching on something what a lot of people have said before 
and I mean this in, in the most humble way as possible. And this is just what individuals, what people have said to me. People will say to me, MashaAllah, Alhamdulillah, for your age, you're doing a lot. Yeah. I just take that, you know what, that, that, that's, Allah has given me the strength to right. basically facilitate. To be able to do these things. And yeah. to facilitate everything that I do. Mm. And whilst that may be overwhelming to some people in the sense that, wow, he does so much, mm. a lot of people will respect that mm. and get inspiration from that. So I'll put my age on there for a reason. People to know that whilst you're a uni student, whilst you're still relatively young, you can do X, Y, and Z. But don't you think it can come across a bit opposite to some? He's a uni student. He's not taking uni seriously. He's 22 years old. He's just out here freaking doing the Instagram live. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's where, it, that's where the way I try to make myself come across is basically who I am. Someone who takes their stuff seriously. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not just here to make fancy videos on Instagram or make fancy pictures on sure. Instagram. Sure. Yeah. I am here, essentially, this is my business, mm. okay? Yeah. This is what, where I will get money from, from sponsorships, from, um, from the videography, from photography, from online coaching, yeah. right? And it never started off with that, and that's where people go wrong. People think, okay, how am I going to... They look at it in the sense of a monetary value, yeah? Okay, how do I reach to this level, right? They'll compare their own chapter one to someone's chapter 25, yeah? yeah, they think how do I earn this? So they they create content, they create things based on is it gonna make the money? For me, it was give as much free value as I can. Mm. If you've given enough free value at that sense, maybe it's, maybe you can start to ask. Give, 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 then ask. Right. You know what I mean? Just right, constantly right. being in abundance of giving. Giving, yes. And then ask. That's what I thought to myself when I was doing the ebooks. Do I really have the audacity to ask these people to buy my ebook? Mm. And then as it went on, I just just keep on giving people value, yeah. keep on creating content, doing whatever you're doing, um, because you enjoy it. Not because it's your passion. Don't be right. blinded by passion. People say follow your passion, yeah. you'll never work a day in your life. Follow your passion, you enjoy what you love. Like <laughs> it's it's fairy tales, bro. Yeah. Like take a pragmatic approach to it. Take a structured approach to it. Yeah, in the way you see it. Is this your passion? I realized that fitness, videography, whatever, all of this was my passion. But yeah. I didn't drop out of uni. I didn't say to my parents, F off, this is it, I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought to myself, how do I balance everything and still create a life for myself um, that's outside of this? I don't want right. this to be just everything that I do. Do you know right, what I mean? Right, right. You have to diversify. Don't just be focused on one thing. Be good at that one thing. Master your craft. But then start to diversify right. what you could potentially be even better at. How does it make you feel like being a Bengali and doing this? Because that's a big factor. Very few. How many Bengalis are, are working with my poor routine? Yeah, yeah. None. How many might be working with Gymshark? None. How many might be doing what you're doing now? Right? So it's a big thing. You might be the first, one of the first people to be able to break this mold. Because genetically, um, Asian Bengalis aren't that tall. We don't have the best genetics in terms of uh, physicality, athletics, oh, football. Oh, I was skinny as well. So you might be one of the first people to to break this mold, and uh, and I'm I'm very fortunate enough to to have built this relationship with you, 
to have known you and uh, I wonder how this makes you feel. You might be the first, you might go back home one day and you might be a hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's too much that's too much gas that's too much gas I think my, 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 my head's going into an airborne yeah because look like... you see Indian bodybuilders yeah 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 some big ones you see now uh, Kuwait bodybuilders yes, yes. right big um, I'm not saying you're a bodybuilder but I'm saying like in yeah, fitness in, in terms, terms, yeah. obviously you see loads of African males yeah. African American males uh, white males dominantly white dominantly very white. very few Asian males or even Southeast Asian Southeast Asian yeah and <clears throat> with that bro um I, I think I think to myself, right, as a Bengali, how do I show that I'm proud to be a Bengali? Yeah. Like, I'm not just going to be here posting about, I am proud to be a Bengali, I'm proud yeah, to be a Bengali. Yeah, yeah. Because actions speak louder than words, right? It's how can I make an impact, right? So someone sees my page and they're thinking, straight away from my surname, Riaz Odin, you'll know that I'm a Bengali. Odin is a Bengali name, yeah? yeah? Um, people will know, right, okay, this guy's Bengali and he's, you know, actually trying to do something within that within that industry yeah okay the way it makes me feel is i think that it's an untapped market okay and for me i need to take advantage of that okay to um spread as much awareness as i can and in in the sense of and without coming across as you know uh nationalistic in that sense mm. do you know what i mean um and Again, I'm so proud to be part of a Bengali community because I think as Bengalis, we're communities an integral part of our lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah? And with any um, ethnic minority cultures as well. Yeah. And I think there is um, there's a, there is there is a lot of noise in the ethnic minority world, and um, but I think shedding light on Southeast Asians. Um, on Bengalis mm. a lot more. We're trying to do a lot more things. Like I can't remember her name, but she was on a Master Chef. Bengali oh chef. yes, can't yeah, remember yeah, her name. Yeah, I, know, I, know. I looked yeah. at her page and I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wow. really like. There's some Bengalis doing some big things, you know. There's another and guy. There's another guy. Shout out to Jahidul from London. Okay. He, he's he's doing it proper as well. His Instagram is blowing up. Yeah. His post is. You know, promoting religion at the same time as promoting brotherhood, fitness, calisthenics. So I'll have a look at his so page. He's, he's, he's smashing seeing it. people like you, I'm like, wait a second. If my um, touch wood, if God willing, my podcast one day blows up, like people will look at me like, yo, this guy. Well, as much as I say I'm British, I ain't British. <laughs> <laughs> this Bengali guy is like doing some mad things, you know, some some good things. So. I've slowly started to like embrace, you know what, actually, hold on a second, I am Bengali, let's not freaking try and joke around it too much and say I'm yeah. British, I'm British. <laughs> but listen, I'll, I'll, I really think, you know, what you're doing is, is sick. Um, I look up to you. Honestly, I, I appreciate that. You know, I look me. up to you because you're, you're do, you're, your page, the way you come across, the way you speak, the things that you're doing um, are some things that people can take inspiration from regardless of your age, where you're from, whatever, whatever, just as a human being itself. The, you have a lot of humility, the way you keep that. yourself grounded, um, and I'll be following your page a lot more closer now, now that I know a lot more about you. But yeah, thank you for coming down today. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for your honesty and everything like that. Um, but yeah, Riaz, it's been lovely. Listen, if you like this, you know what to do. If you don't like this, you know what to do. If you want to subscribe, you know what to do. If you don't want to subscribe, Go and buy my protein. Use his discount code on his page. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>